so many exciting things to talk about. Uh, I think we should uh, just uh, give you a short brief and a synopsis on the lovely Dr. Lillian Glass. Uh, so far, so she's actually boasts a wealth of experience. She received her PhD in the field of communication disorders from the University of Minnesota at the young age of 24, and she's since then gone into making her mark across various fields. She also graduated magna cum laude with a Bachelor of Sciences degree in speech and human sciences from Bradley University. And as an undergraduate, she was hailed as one of Glamour Magazine's top 10 college women. I think that is uh, rather impressive. Uh, professionally, right now, she runs her own private practice in Beverly Hills, where she helps those in, corp- in the corporate and entertainment industry approve upon and enhance their nonverbal communication skills. So she has worked with the impressive and legendary likes of Dustin Hoffman, Will Smith, Sean Connery, but to name a few, the list is endless. She will. She has also worked with uh, numerous public figures from the sporting and political backgrounds as well. She lends her expertise to various television networks, and she is a celebrated author who just released her book, The Body Language of Terrorists. I think that is a rather uh, gripping title and probably an even more riveting read. So we will welcome Dr. Glass telephonically, who will be speaking to us from California. And actually, I do have her right here on the line. Um, I have her right here with us. Uh, Hello, Dr. Lillian Glass. So glad to be with you. I'm so honored to be here talking to you to South Africa. How beautiful. Oh, thank you for joining us. I know there's a quite a bit of a time difference and we want to thank you for taking the time out. I know it's uh, also oh. the, the wind down time. So really, we are honored. Absolutely, no absolutely problem. honored. I'm yes. very happy. And we are just incredibly I'm excited very... to have you here. Uh, awesome. Thank I just you. I just love to start off with uh, just the first question. So um, I I'd, uh, so I so I see that you are known as the first lady of communication, and uh, so I wanted yes. To, yes. So that is a title that you wear proudly, uh, especially with all the qualifications that I have just mentioned. So what was it that inspired and fueled your passion to grow into and become the renowned body language expert that you are today? Oh, this is a very good question that you asked me. I've always been interested in communication, and I studied it in school. And I uh, became, uh, actually, I worked with people that had disabilities early on in my career. And I helped them learn to speak, uh, helped them with voice problems, speech problems, communication problems. And that grew uh, because I was in the Hollywood uh, community, many yes. actors came to me for different movie roles to help them with their character. And then I get very much involved in nonverbal communication as well as verbal communication and taught them different accents and dialects for different movies, different voices for different characters they were portraying. Uh, so many actors and politicians and people in the public eye speak so much that they oftentimes hurt their vocal cords. So I worked with them on their voice and projecting and getting their voices uh, healed in many cases. And um, it just kind of grew and grew and then started writing books all over the world. And uh, it, it just 
grew, and that's kind of how I became the first lady of communication. Uh, uh, that is that is amazing. That is just a wealth of experience behind you. And I must uh, say, yeah. I, I was uh, just very intrigued by this topic because, you know, body language is one of those things we always tend to take for granted, especially in the smallest scenarios. And one of the things that actually inspired me to uh, come across this topic or to use it for the show and for us to contact you was just uh, some of the photographs that were doing the rounds of uh, uh, Donald Trump and his wife Melania and I I must say those were very very interesting to read especially because um, you know it was quite unexpected for quite a few people that he'd be the leader uh, that he would be the leader of the free world and now you've got all of these pictures wondering you know what are his motives what is he thinking so one that actually struck me in particular was on the inauguration day Um, I actually I I just saw that he was um, the way that I'd interpreted it because you know a picture does speak a thousand words it does uh, and uh, I saw him just you know gritting his teeth you know waving you know assuming his uh, presidential role quite proudly and then here you've got Melania and this is what I found quite quite interesting it was just quite a, a contrast for me she just seemed very stiff and uh, stifled almost as if uh, she was straining to show that she was indeed present and part of that moment but uh, she was just straining so hard that it just came across as otherwise and I think for me the overall um, just description of it would just be awkward now I don't know were there any I mean there were there were quite a few of those uh, pictures doing the rounds were there any that actually just stuck out to you and you just thought oh my goodness this is just uh, up this is just uh, so much that I can uh, you know just deduce from here like what's actually happening like uh, are there any pictures that stuck out for you? Well, first of all, I want to say that I commend you on your awareness because you you were very astute. You do, do, made a good observation. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and it just goes to show, yes, and yes. it goes to show you that body language is universal. I mean, yes. I'm here in the United States, you're here in South Africa, right. yet we have the same perception. Absolutely. So it shows you that we're all alike as human beings. We all feel the same. We all see the same. So even though certain cultures have certain nuances, right. uh, like, for example, in India, they may shake their head no when it means yes, yes. you know, side to side. But Absolutely. for the most part, we're identical, and we have the same emotions. Everybody in the world shares the same emotions and shares the same uh, uh, facial language and body language in terms of how we feel because we're neurologically wired as human beings to all be the same. So when when you came up with that, I was I, I was very impressed because it's exactly what what we all thought. There was something when you, you said that they were strained, and you're absolutely correct. Um, she was doing everything she could to quote unquote hold it together, so to speak, to use colloquial terms. And um, we saw this, I guess, early on when Donald Trump met the Obamas in, at the uh, White House in order to exchange gifts and to have a final meeting. It was interesting that he left Melania behind. Yes, now, yes. In Western civilization. Yeah, in Western civilization, we do not walk in front of people. It's considered very rude. Absolutely. So, you know, certain cultures, in certain cultures, it may be acceptable. But in, in most cultures, it's not right because especially if you're in a leadership position. Now, we don't know why. Maybe the Secret Service uh, told her, her to hold, told them to hold back and for her to stay back. We don't know. Yes. But it didn't look nice. It didn't look nice for the world when he just sprinted up there. So, and, and personally, 
I didn't like it. I wouldn't like anybody walking in front of me, as I'm sure you wouldn't either. No, absolutely. So, you know, that was the first thing. Yes. And during, but but I will say now, when he the he was being sworn in, this is where we get the press overreacting a little bit. So here's what we saw: we saw uh, him turn around, and then we saw all after he turned around, Milani was smiling, and they exchanged some words. And then when he turned around from uh, during his uh, listening to the Reverend. Uh, Graham speaking, he she had a change in her facial language, in her uh, in her expression, and people thought maybe that he said something to her that upset her. But this is why a little bit of knowledge can be very dangerous in terms of body language, because I studied this whole situation, the whole scenario, frame by frame. And before he even turned around, even early on when he was standing there and she was behind, she had a dour expression, a sour expression. She did yes, not look yes. happy. Mm, and mm. I think a lot of it is realizing that, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be the first lady. The, the reality of it all set in and she's not very comfortable in that role no, she's no, not a public person no absolutely the thing is so, i mean from her previous history um you can see she doesn't really have she didn't really have any political ambitions now she's just being thrust in the spotlight so yes her, yes, her body language is very and, telling of that and it sure and it's not comfortable for her in fact now there's talk that she may not even want to come to the white house and rightfully so she wants to be a mother and normalize her her son's uh, education and, and doesn't want to upset his environment. And you can certainly appreciate that. And again, this is not a welcomed role for her. She's very uncomfortable in the public eye. But I will say one thing. Yes. The two of them do make an excellent couple because okay, they're such complete opposites. Yes. You know, if, if somebody was like Donald Trump, who is out there and, and vivacious and in the public eye, it would be seen as competitive. And that's not at all what Donald Trump wants or needs. He needs somebody that is very much uh, looking at him, looking up at him and admiring him and not being very verbal or vocal. He needs to be the star. There's only one star per family, and that's him. So... You know, that's kind of what we're looking at. He has a very strong personality, and she has a personality that's more reserved. But together, yes. it works. It no, absolutely works. No, it, it does. It does. And I, I just thought that was just quite an interesting observation. And, you know, for those for those listeners who have just who have just joined us and just kind of caught the tail end of that, I kind of want to bring it back to basics in regards to defining body language. Um, so what types of body language exists? And for people who are not entirely sure, because I think people just think it is just, you know, exclusively, exclusively your body. But what is defined as right. body language? Yes. Very good. You are great. I really think you're one of the best interviewers that I've encountered. I'm very impressed with your questions. I have to say that. Oh, thank you so um, much. First, yes. First of all, you know, body language is not just the body. It involves the face, the yes. facial expression. It involves the body movement, as you said. It involves the voice and it involves the speech content. So there are four components to body language per se. It involves, as I said, the face, the body, the voice, and the speech content. Mm. 
So if you have all four components, you get a really clear picture of everything that's going on. And also, it's very important to look at body language in context. For example, I may say to you, what did you do last night? And you may say, and you may scratch your nose, and you may say, oh, I don't know, I went to the movies. But if you were confronted and somebody really wanted to know your whereabouts and you didn't scratch your nose prior to that, you know, you, you may have been a person who scratched your nose, you know, all the time. And you never did it. But then when I said, where were you last night? All of a sudden, you start scratching your nose, blinking uh, a little bit more than usual, leaning back. Then people would think, ah, there's some deception going on. Absolutely. So this Tell is what we're yes. talking about, context. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry to, uh, to interrupt there. But just to, those are just the telltale signs. And, you know, sometimes we think we're being very, um, you know, uh, just very uh, sleek, uh, slick in regards to hiding what our body is saying behind our words. We think that our words will completely cover that. But our body language is always a dead giveaway. And um, also just touching on, on something just uh, slightly different. How can we actually improve upon our nonverbal communication skills? Because in certain social contexts or certain social situations uh, or even in professional ones, uh, job interviews or dating or listening to a friend when they are pouring their hearts out to us. Uh, what? Uh, how can we actually show that we are listening, that we are caring and um, what? what is it in our body language that um, can actually sabotage us without us even knowing? Yes, well first of all the main advice I can give everybody that will make them succeed in anything they do a hundred percent is be interested not interesting don't worry about yourself oh how am i coming across how do i look be interested one thousand percent in the other person listen to them listen to every word they say look at them look at their face you don't have to look at their eyes because, unless you're, of course, you're in love with them, but right. you, or, or you can't <laughs> yes. stand them and you're, you know, you're antagonistic towards them because that's a very hostile gesture. Of course. But you want to look at their face for a second, eyes for a second, nose for a second, mouth for a second, then total face for a second, and go in and out as you do that. This way you're focused on the person's face. And then you want to be interested in what they're saying and what they're doing. And this way, it gets the attention off of yourself. So that's the first thing. The next thing, if you're nervous, first of all, breathe. Take a little breath into the mouth, hold it, and then breathe out. Because this way, you oxygenate yourself, and your body is more in control. You also have to have your head up. And when you're looking at someone, your head is up automatically. So when you look at the person's face, you're not having your head bowed down or your shoulders hunched over. The next thing, if you want to know if somebody likes you or they're interested in you, look at their feet. Look at their toes. Oh, interesting. If their toes are pointed in your direction, they like you. Oh, okay. All right. What you're all about. If they don't, sorry. (laughs) I will be shoegazing from now on. (laughs) That's some very handy advice there. Yes. You must. It makes a real difference. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And also it just makes us more aware of ourselves in certain social situations. I mean, for instance, uh, I mean, just from upbringing, you know, you're taught that when you greet a person, you look at them in the eye, shake their hand firmly just to just just show that you are uh, friendly and welcoming and engaging. So, and also, I mean, I've, I've come across yes. certain situations where um, 
you know, when, when you, when, when in the context of the handshake, you know, um, just when someone actually shakes your hand firmly, it's a good sign. However, when they actually wrap their hand over your wrist in the process of shaking your hand, that could mean they have a domineering personality. Uh, would would yeah, that, that, is that yeah. true or? That, that's to a degree. And I, and I want to correct something that's been around for decades, yes. but it's not right. right. We have been all raised all over the world. Everybody's told, mother has told them, look them in the eye and you'll think that the person is, is honest. Yes. No, look them in the face. Yes. Because if you look directly into the eye, it can be very intimidating. Right. But Absolutely. if you look at the whole face, eyes, nose, mouth, it's it, softens the gate. So, so let's just, you know, clarify that part. The next thing is what you said yes. is in terms of uh, communicating with people and, and really getting focused on, on what they have to say and getting out of yourself. It changes everything. It changes everything. So you don't have to be nervous or uncomfortable, you know, and, and it just makes such a difference because we crave communication now. We're so into social media that it's really thrown us back in yes. terms of how we communicate with one another. We must learn to non-verbally communicate and verbally communicate because that's the essence of life. That's True. the essence of any relationship. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I just have a, a question that's just come in. What about body language in the workplace? How can we spot defensive body languages as well? What are good indicators of those? Well, Sure. Sometimes, you know, the workplace can be like a, a war zone in many yes. cases because <laughs> there may be jealousy, somebody trying yes. to undermine you, exactly. somebody lying about you, lying to you. So you always want to be looking and observant. And as you look at the person's face, their body language, you can tell what's going on and you act accordingly. But that's a great question because in the workplace you have to be communicative but you don't have to speak that much true because you don't want to give away a lot of your personal life you just want Absolutely. to keep it professional at all yes. times and be respectful yes i i concur i concur um that is some uh, very good advice there from dr lillian glass uh we would actually love to hear from you uh the listeners uh, you can give us a call on zero two one double four six zero five six seven uh the the question is open to you and also I'd just like to pose this question as a caller invite. Are there any particular points or questions that you would like to raise with Dr. Glass? So just please call us and let us know. Uh, you can also uh, SMS us at uh, 31567. That is 31567. And also you can... Um, you can also just uh, be sure that you can ask her any questions that come to mind. And yes, the floor is is absolutely yours. We would love to hear from you. And uh, whilst we are hearing from our um, from our listeners, I'd actually also like to to ask you personally, um, Doctor Glass, uh, in regards to the types of the the experiences that you've had in uh, reading body language, which has been your most memorable experience to date? Which one for you has just been the one that's just topped? every single one that you've well, encountered? I think one of the things I do in my real life, yes. uh, as well, you know, being in the media, but I also uh, work in the court system. So I yes, look yes. at criminal cases and I look at civil cases and I analyze deposition tapes and tapes of surveillance tapes. And I analyze body language from that regard. And that's quite revealing in terms of, of 
the legal world. And I also help pick juries uh, in the United States with regard to analyzing people's body language. So, and, and also, the third thing I do is I help people get ready for court cases and help work with their body language. And that makes a difference because people do perceive you differently based on how you come across, uh, especially if you're in in the public uh, arena. Yes, absolutely. So I I think I would have to say analyzing the legal cases to answer your question. Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, no, that's, uh, and I think that's completely uh, different in regards to just the everyday, uh, just everyday communication, everyday nonverbal communication, because now you have to take into account uh, evidence and all the other factors that go into deciding um, the outcome of a court case. So uh, that is actually, that is uh, quite intense, uh, really. Uh, I really do. Uh, appre- right. like, I, no, I commend that skill. A- yes. Yes, you had a court case in South Africa that was on the worldwide stage. Absolutely. And I was often asked to analyze, uh, you know, Pretorius's um, body yes. language. Yes, oh, that's... And it that, was quite... Yes. Pretorius, yes. And it was quite fascinating because there were things that were done. People wondered, were those real tears? Were those fake tears? Uh, how did he come across? And, and, and that was quite revealing in itself. Absolutely, and I mean, I think that I think that it was just uh, all all a dead. Uh, it was pretty much all a dead giveaway. I think his was actually quite easy to decipher, even just from an armchair yes. body language expert, if you will. You know, because um, especially yes. now with uh, with the uh, everyday involvement of social media, I, I find that um, you know people have actually there's this, there's the people feel that they actually can just um, decipher at at arm's length, and also there's this knee jerk reaction of creating a meme. Um, uh, literally, when you see one picture come out, five minutes later, there's another one uh, just filled with different kinds of memes uh, in regards to that certain situation or that certain picture. Yes. So, yes, yes. Uh, so, um, I mean, in your, rega- in, uh, in your regards, uh, do you think that social media has pretty much changed the, um, well, art or just the deciphering of, of uh, body mm-hmm. language? Yeah. Yes, we're so sophisticated. I mean, we really know what's right and what's wrong. And we have milliseconds to do it in because there's so much information coming at at us daily and minutely and secondly. And so we have to really be aware of deciphering what we see and what we don't see. And when we see something, we start feeling it. And if it doesn't feel right, that's the brain saying, "Uh uh-uh, something's off here, something's wrong. And it tells us tells us the truth in terms of what's really going on. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I've actually just got an SMS that has come in from Paul in Newlands. This SMS reads, what are some of the body language signs that my partner is becoming distance, distant from me? Uh, can this help in a relationship at all? Well, that's a very good question because it's a very good question. Because one of the signs are, do they communicate with you? Do they shut off? Do they lean their body away from you? Do they pull back? Uh, do you see less teeth around them than, they, than you used to? That means do you see less of a smile than you used to see? All of these are signs that tell you something is wrong. Yes, there will always be a sign. Um, the thing is, you, you doesn't even necessarily. It doesn't actually need to even involve any verbal communication at all. I think there's just this innate thing. We just have this innate quality of, you know, being you know, being truthful. We are meant to be. So our body will be a dead giveaway either way. You don't have to say a thing. Well, 
you said the right thing because the body doesn't lie. No, absolutely. Neither does the face. And, the re- and neither does the communication. And the reason why what you said is so true, because it all is about our brain. You see, when we see something, it goes into our eyeballs, and then it translates uh, into our, the nerve endings, and it goes into our brain, and so into our visual cortex in our brain. So from that point of view, right. we visually process something. And the same thing happens when we hear something. Yes. Sound goes through our eardrums, and then all the neurological components go into the auditory part of our brain. So on the top part of our brain, we're seeing things and hearing things, and it's being processed all the way down to the mid-level of our brain, which is called the limbic system. Oh, I see. And that yes. limbic system controls our emotions. Oh, and that's fascinating. that's when we know. Yes. Yeah, that's when we know. Uh-uh, something's wrong. Uh-uh, I don't like what I saw. I don't like what I heard. Oh, oh, that's that's very that's very fascinating and uh, and actually quite interesting. Just including um, just the ne- neurological aspect of it. I do have I do have a caller on the line for you. I've got um, Herman from sure. Brackenfell. Um, he has a question for you. Hello, Herman. Hi, Hi hello, uh, uh, Doctor Glass. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, thanks very much for your uh, for the program. You, uh, it's, it's fascinating. You mentioned that voice is important, but surely you meant tone of voice, because I always understood that the, the most of the meaning of what you say is transmitted by the tone of of voice you use. Could you expand a bit on that, perhaps? Yes, uh, voice is so important, and that's kind of my specialty in the, in dealing with body language and communication. A lot of people talk about voice to facial language. I mean, sorry, uh, body language and facial language, and they often neglect the voice. But voice is so important. Sorry, Doctor Claus. I'd like you to concentrate on tone of voice, not just voice. On tone, say it again, if you could, please. It's most, most, most of the meaning of what one says is uh, tra- transmitted by the tone you use when you speak. Yes, the tone. Right, right. The tone of the voice. So, for example, you could say, how are you, with enthusiasm. Or you could say, how are you, in a dull monotone. And those mean two different things. You know, how are you is I don't really care about you that much. But if you say, how are you or how are you doing? And you have that little lilt in your voice, in that tone, it tells you everything. Tone is so important and people neglect looking at that and listening to it because the tone reflects your emotions and it doesn't lie either. And if somebody is speaking in a tone that's gruff or rough, that speaks a lot about their personality or it speaks to how they feel about you. Mm. Okay, thanks very much, Dr. Klaus. And thank you, Herman. I appreciate you okay. calling in. Okay, okay, stay well. Okay. Okay, thank you so much thank for you. your question, okay. Herman. Thank you ever so much. Uh, okay, so now uh, we actually are going to just uh, wrap this up. It's been such so uh, it's been such a compelling uh, discussion, and I'd love to thank you, Dr. Lillian Glass, just for your time. Uh, honestly, you have just you have uh, completely just broken down what body language is and how important it is on a daily basis. I mean, even in the smaller scenarios, we take it for granted so much. So uh, we honestly, we thank you for joining us uh, from halfway around the halfway across the world, just to give us the insight. Yes. Yes. And uh, And thank you so much.
so much. And keep up the great work because you're a wonderful interviewer. You're great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm, I'm truly humbled from from one, ex- from one especially from an expert such as yourself. There, you've made my day. You really have. Thank you. <laughs> thank you're you welcome. so all right. Okay. Um, Take care now. Thank you. Say you bye. too. Okay. Bye bye. All right. So now, um, if you'd like to find out some more information on Dr. Lillian Glass, you can visit her website on www.drlillianglass.com. And you know what? Now I think you can definitely put your newly acquired body language analytical skills to the test. And especially now that we have Sona coming up next week, and our political climate is not nothing short of interesting. When looking at the MPs, our head of state. Mm-mm. So, 